Welcome to Al Pacino. It's a podcast about Al Pacino. I am Lara. I'm Maddie. And today we are talking about the um, the light-hearted romantic comedy, The Panic in Needle Park. Yeah. Which is our first. Real, yeah. Our real f- charmer. Yeah, it's a delight. It's. <laughs> I had a real. I had a real blast with it. <laughs> but as is probably going to be the case for basically everything that we cover. You've seen this movie. I have yeah. not seen this movie. How was it revisiting it for you? Not not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. Oh, oh no. Well, yeah, I think I I the first time I watched it, my attitude was, yeah, that was fine. I'm never going to watch it again. It was really grim, yeah. and I yeah. watched it again. <laughs> And you're like, um, well, yeah, yeah. I kept looking up and someone was injecting something, and I'm like, well, oh god, yeah. There's a lot of uh, close-ups of needles in this movie, it's which is, rough, as yeah. somebody who is, yeah, kind of slightly afraid of needles, it was a very unpleasant visual experience for me. Just every now and then, you'd look away, and then you turn up, and there'd be a two-minute shot of somebody injecting something into their arm, and it's like, oh. Cool! Yay! Thank you for that. It's graphic, yeah. Yeah, it is graphic. This, yeah, this movie's kind of a bummer. I don't... I I don't think I expected to like it very Mm. much, in that it's not necessarily a movie that you kind of quote-unquote like. Mm. It's not a very likeable film in its kind of inherent sort of state, but I also don't think I felt particularly positively about it as what yeah. it is. I don't think... I think I've seen more interesting movies about drug addiction. I think I've seen more interesting movies about kind of codependent relationships that yeah. are sort of built on these things. It it does feel, I think, if we contextualise it in the, you know, in the period in which it was made, it was probably a very interesting, very groundbreaking depiction of this kind of thing. But yeah. I don't know. In hindsight, I I don't think it's a very interesting take on the subject matter. It's yeah. It, it I have yeah, I have some issues with it. Basically, yeah. is the long and short of it. I was, think, I I was think thinking it's, like it's there's there's something to be said for um, realism, right? Like mm-hmm. especially with things like this, these kinds of subjects, but. Part of the problem with it for me is that there's the realism, but then it's almost so realistic that it, you're watching someone's life and people's lives aren't interesting to watch necessarily. There's no like out, there's no arc to someone's mm. real life. There's no mm-hmm. you know narrative to someone's actual existence, and this movie kind of feels a bit like there's not much moving it anywhere. Mm. Or mm. I think I mean, it's also I was thinking because apparently it's based on a true story. Oh, okay. And I don't know how true the truth, you know, how closely based it is, but. Sure. Yeah. If it was a documentary, I think I would have an easier time mm. with the kind of the subject matter and things like that. Where, it, although I mean, it's acted very well and things like that. There's no kind of I don't disbelieve what's happening, but yeah, I don't know. yeah, absolutely. No, I get I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I think it's it's that it's. I think for me, the, the issue that I have with it is, and it sounds really reductive. I don't want to put it in a way that makes it sound like I don't think that 
I don't think that anyone in this movie has interiority <laughs> because like I I I they do. Like I'm not I don't think it's a poorly acted movie. I don't think yeah. it's a poorly written movie. But I did find myself kind of sitting here and being like why are they doing this? Like, what's happening here? Like, what is the motivating thing that is encouraging these two people to kind of be the way that they are? Because we never really learn anything about either of them exactly, that yeah. is kind of indicative of how they've gotten to be in the situation that they are in and how they've gotten to be, to have this kind of weird, very codependent dynamic. You kind of don't, you don't ever get to grips with it, which is complicated, especially for the angle that we're coming at in talking about Pacino, yeah. who is very, he's very good in this film and he's yeah. very beguiling, but I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm kind of like, I don't know about this guy, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's sort of quite self-evidently a piece of shit, yeah. but I, yeah, I think basically the only kind of the big note of mine, I made notes watching this, which is very exciting for me. <laughs> me too. They're mostly nonsense, my, but... <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. But, like, my big note was basically, this is a movie about how far you'll go for your hot boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, how how attractive does somebody have to be for you to yeah. become willingly addicted to heroin? Like, it's yeah. sort of... it. Yeah, it's very, I think... At its core, it's something very rote, which is kind of small town girl, you know, heads into the big city and gets into some trouble. And she meets a guy who's kind of, you know, from the wrong side of the tracks <laughs> and he kind of messes her up. And it, yeah, it's not a very, it's not a dynamic I think is very interesting. But I think that, I think that the thing about this movie that is interesting is the performances. I think that they're the kind of that's what sucks you in is that these two people are very interesting to watch i think but, it's um i think it's yeah. kind of it's non-specific in a way like it seems it seems as if and somehow they've they've written about these two characters and they, they're these two people that they that you would imagine exist and that you imagine there's you know hundreds of people like these two characters across new york that have like stumbled upon each other or whatever but that it makes them mm. feel like they're not real people because they're not they don't have, i mean like you said they don't have backgrounds they don't have there is interiority, but there's no like there's nothing that's brought them together. There's nothing that's specific to those characters that makes them interesting rather than just them just being like, oh, two random people that we've come across. Yeah. But yeah. yeah no, I know I agree. I think the performances are, are the good a thing about it that's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Should so we yeah, should we con should we contextualize this that's, movie a little bit before we <laughs> before we start? So last week we spoke a little bit about Alfredo's baby steps into the world of yeah filmmaking he's a theater guy as we've discussed and now he's kind of making a name for himself and this is sort of his big his first meaty role on yeah. screen right and how yeah how did we get here maddie tell us <laughs> well i have some notes from my al pacino books amazing. that i bought so that's amazing um amazing i mean the the we talked last week about him meeting marty bragman who is his like producing producer his manager i think as well um and they'd been looking for some leading role in film for Al to do for his first project. Um, cause he'd had some issues with the theater. He'd had some bad reviews. 
recently oh. kind of things. Like after he won his Tony, I think it was like downhill a little bit and he thought he'd sort of peaked in his whole career. He was getting kind of depressed. Oh, oh like, my God. <laughs> which is insane so when funny. you're Al Pacino. But, oh my um, God, yeah. And he's so young yeah. as well. Yeah, like, yeah and they turned, down, so they turned down nine movies before they settled on this one. Jeez, wow. Um, okay. Including Catch-22, uh, the Mike Nichols Oh movie. yeah, wow. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think a, a Preminger movie, which I was like, sure. I oh, don't know why cool. you would turn okay. that down, but <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, and then so um, Schatzberg, who directed it, he was one of Bregman's clients as well, mm-hmm. and yeah. he was dating. We mentioned last week, Faye Dunaway sort of discovered mm-hmm. Al, and he was dating. Uh, uh, Schatzberg was dating Dunaway. Um, oh, right. okay. So sort of all people kind of knowing each other. It's one of these New yeah. York, you know, like theatre circle things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I imagine. I mean, he hasn't said this, but. You could see perhaps that if it's someone that Bregman knew already and he'd made one film before this, that was kind of a level of trust there in rather than sending Al off to some, you know, massive big name director to have a sort of smaller project first, I think makes sense, you know, so he doesn't get swallowed up by the movie he's in. And I think he does. He's he's, you know, he's overpowering, not overpowering the movie, but he's the the driving force, I guess. The thing that you're looking at on the screen, even if you're not me. Yeah, completely. I think that that was another one of my big notes is that he, and I think weirdly enough, this is also a point I kind of brought up last week. Maybe this is my great theory, (laughs) but he's always, he's always moving in this film. He's (laughs) always like, it's like he's got, it's not even like a nervous tick thing. He's just, he's always doing something like he's running around or he's like fiddling with something. He's chewing gum like a lot of the time, or he's got like something in his mouth or like it just... Like, there's a lot of, like, he's always just kind of flinging yeah, himself yeah. about and flinging himself around. And it's like, yeah, he, it's, it's it's this very literal, like, sense of motion that he has. These kind of flinging himself across the screen. And he, yeah, he feels very present in comparison to, to Helen, to Kitty Wynn, who is very, quite staid and very quiet and very small, she feels, in comparison to him. Which I guess is good, because this whole kind of, or at least sort of the driving forces mm. that she he kind of bulldozes her and she's like who is this like who is this person how has this person like come into my orbit yeah. like you know it's yeah it's very sudden and i guess yeah it does yeah absolutely feel like this is kind of the perfect amount of stuff for him to be doing without it being yeah. overwhelmingly you know he could have gone a lot bigger with this and i think it it's good that he kind of doesn't get to do tons that yeah. he isn't necessarily the primary focus of the movie i think also to me i mean obviously there's a lot of kind of conjecture about pacino as a person but this seems to me like it's pretty close to him as a person especially in comparison to something like the godfather which is just separate to him although he he has you know people have said he's quiet and things like that so i mean even that is a little bit but yeah, but even the yeah. stuff you know oh, when he's playing baseball and stuff like that he said that he when he was a kid when he was a teenager he just wanted to play baseball he didn't want to be an actor he was no, had no interest in you know any of this stuff even though he he yeah. was acting out stuff even when he was a child but he didn't think of it as a career in the same way he's yeah, baseball. sure and, <laughs> and baseball, yeah baseball is a career yeah, whereas yeah, acting that's, is that's not a viable career when you're like five foot two or whatever yeah he's not five foot two that's unfair Anyway. Do you have to be tall to be? No, I have player? absolutely no. I don't know anything about <laughs> baseball, so you could tell me anything and I would believe you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you'd think it would bode well, yeah. like you know, like it's speed. Not like basketball. <laughs> I mean, he would be terrible at that. That would be great if he was like, I just wanted to be a basketball player. <laughs> 
now look at me but yeah and, yes. and even just even just i think see, something about the i did enjoy the the film is very much set in new york and mm. it's it says at the beginning i i noted down you know it says filmed in new york city like in the opening yeah credits, yeah it does which is not something that you know ever really happens anymore unless you have this massive yeah. budget film you're not going to do yeah. that and to just have yeah. like the actual streets of manhattan and the them being in the actual needle park to shoot the film mm. i think is important for how real it feels yeah, definitely. It feels very, it's very immersive. It it feels very, it's it's scumbummy in a way that is very specifically New York. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like they've just kind of, you know, built this up in like a weird neighborhood in LA or whatever. It feels, it's realistically blocky. And the way that they talk about, the way that they talk about streets and then the way that they talk about like, like phone boxes. <laughs> yeah. and like it's amazing how much of this movie is just like Al Pacino rummaging through garbage it's like it's great it's it's great yeah it feels yeah very new york and very like realistically new york you know it's it's funny because i watched the old couple last Mm. night and it opens with you know in the way that sort of from that period of time you know you'd have you know they'll be like this is we're gonna set the scene by showing you where the movie is <laughs> yeah, set. Yeah. like we're gonna open that the movie and stuff, you're yeah. gonna see yeah exactly you're gonna see the statue of liberty <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like great i know where we are like yeah. it's yeah and <laughs> it was funny to go from that and you know kind of having this like shiny 1960s although i don't actually think there's maybe there's maybe four years between these two movies which is very yeah. amusing <laughs> because yeah. they the feel difference between yeah yeah they yeah they feel like they were made in different universes like it's it's so very strange to kind of have gone from that to this but yeah it's yeah i think if if you can kind of find that balance of shooting something in New York and making it feel like New York without being like, ah, <laughs> the city that never sleeps, you know? Like, the shots of Times Square and you're like, right, right, yeah, I get it, exactly, I get it. Exactly. Yeah, most of my thoughts about this movie are essentially that it is just kind of a bummer. But I don't think that that's... I mean, I was, I did not know that this movie was written by Joan Didion, which yeah, is very cool. I wanted to I talk no to you idea. about her. I mean, yeah. you know a lot more about her than I do, which is nothing, basically. <laughs> I know so. a moderate amount. Of yeah. Her. <laughs> so, what did she? Has she written other movies? Is there other? I, do you know. I don't actually know. I had no kind of real context for this in like based on what I've read of hers, which mm. has kind of been primarily essays and sort of. I, she's somebody I think of as a as a West Coast author, which I guess made this kind of. Yeah, it, it <laughs> in a lot of ways that sort of makes a lot of sense that this is kind of this is somebody who is very associated with California writing a movie about New York <laughs> and being like this place is yeah, fucking yeah. miserable. <laughs> like this sucks yeah. so bad. Like it's just yeah, like, damn bitch you live like this just how is this how are you existing in this world and yeah that's like, well, exactly it's quite nice but... it's like but no i had i had truly no idea that she had any involvement in this movie she has by the looks of things i'm just on her imdb she has a writer credit on a star as well what on which like, one the 70s like, one, I oh oh yeah no she yeah she wrote the 70s the star oh, as well wow and she has a right. She obviously naturally has a screenplay coder on the twenty eighteen A Star Is Born, which is wonderful. That's I great. I love that for her. Oh, I love that for her too. What a good for her. <laughs> good, for, good for you, Joe. <laughs> but yeah, she yeah. This is her first screenplay. 
and she adapted plays at Lay's for the screen in 1972. She wrote a movie called True Confessions. A TV movie called Women and Men, colon, Stories of Seduction. (laughs) Which sounds great. So yeah, so she's a she's a West Coast yeah, yeah. person, basically. She writes essays. I think of her, I mean, I've read the White Album one, I think. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got another one of hers that I haven't read because I don't read books Yeah, she's, anymore. I mean, yeah, she's she's great. I mean, people love Joan, this yeah. is, yeah, me being like, yeah, she's, I have an English degree. Uh, Joan Didion <laughs> is good. Uh, we like her. She's a plot point on season two of You. Oh, of course. I haven't <laughs> seen that yet. There you go. Oh, Maddie. Oh, my God. You is actually perfect quarantine viewing. Like, I, I should, don't understand I how. Up. Yeah, because it's just such a wonderfully stupid show. It's so. <laughs> I, I. It's very upsetting that that we all kind of peaked with Tiger King like a month in. Yeah. Like we needed some real good dumb TV good trash, to come yeah, out yeah. over the next like few months. <laughs> but nothing is nothing has arrived. It's just oh, been yeah. it's been prestige for the last. I mean, Four I have been really into that, though. I've yeah, been really into you're just, like, into good media movie. only. <laughs> yeah, I Nothing. don't know why. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a better way to be. Like, I wouldn't, It is, you know. it is. Well, I mean, maybe not. I I wanted to watch Terrace House. This is a complete Oh, tangent. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, like, the Japanese, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, very benign reality show. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's the kind of reality show I can get behind. Everyone is basically polite to each other. Yeah, it just sits around, like, hanging exactly. I have no idea. Exactly. People are so invested in that show, but yeah. like, it just it doesn't. Um, I I don't know what happens. <laughs> no, me neither. it's like what are the what are the key um, conflicts? Is it just like <laughs> oh no, someone ate my sandwich? Yeah, exactly. Food was misplaced. A door was <laughs> left open. Anyway, enough about Terrace House. Joan Didion. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Joan Didion wrote this movie. Uh, she's a <laughs> yeah, she's a California person who clearly resents New York, I guess. Yeah. Depicting it in a way that makes it look slightly gross. But in a in a good way. I think if this movie did look nice it would be very strange. It would be very Yeah unpleasant for that. I did vaguely <sighs> want to talk about sort of drug movies in yeah, the sense of, sort of heroin related yeah. media. I didn't really have any have any co- cohesive thoughts about it, but um I mean the 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 one that sticks for me is obviously train spotting. Mm. I think for our generation that's that's the one. Yeah. But totally. I mean also because we've been watching the Sopranos and it's a similar <laughs> yeah. vibe. Oh god to stuff yeah. with, with Christopher. Not to spoil the Sopranos for everyone, but <laughs> well, there, I mean, there's some similarities. It's, yeah. It's bad because I'm two seasons ahead of you so I have yeah. so much more knowledge about <laughs> about the Chris situation this than is you the do. problem. And so I'm like like, oh god, how do I tread around this? Let's just not talk about. Let's not talk about the Sopranos. Let's just not do it. Let's not do it. Well, you've just gotten to. You arrived at a weirdly connected plot point. Exactly. Uh, yeah, which is yeah. which is very convenient in that I guess this is an incredibly minor Sopranos spoiler in the yeah. grand scheme of things. But in this movie and in the Sopranos, there is an unpleasant heroin-related dog death, which is yeah. which is about yeah. as specific as a thing as you can get really yeah yeah and neither of them are they're both awful yeah they're both really awful like i yeah i'm really upsetting like yeah just bad not that dog deaths are ever not upsetting but you (laughs) know that's true bad yeah i think it's just because they're so they're kind of it's very um it's all very mundane like you're sort of just like oh this is nice they've got a dog like it's great this is yeah, yeah this is we're jumping way ahead in terms of the we plot are of the movie. we could do the plot i've got the plot written out so we can, yeah we can go ahead well see i 
I before watching this movie, I went on Letterboxd and had like a browse, as is kind of the way when I watch a movie. Yeah. And Letterboxd described that I wrote it down because I thought it was so weird, such a weird way to describe this movie. And they yeah. wrote, hang on, let me find it. It's in my notes somewhere. Yeah, the letterbox description describes uh, Pacino's character as providing stability for Kitty <laughs> Wynn, which I thought was an incredibly strange way to describe what his role is in this movie towards her, like, to I be think like... I how he kind of sells it at the start, where he's like, you don't have... Cause, so they, they meet because he... Because Pacino... I'm just going to say the actors' names because I don't know what the characters' names are ever. Um... <laughs> Pacino is selling some heroin to Kitty Wynn's boyfriend in this very nice New York yeah, loft that Ron I made Julia. Note about. Or Julia? I don't know, but yes, it's yes, Dennis Adams. Was... I was just so delighted to see him. Yeah, he's, he's so great. young. He yeah. looks great. He's got like he's got this yeah amazing loft, like yeah. a really nice apartment. I think I that know. was that was kind of in the back of my mind the whole time. I was like, yeah. why didn't she just stay in the loft? Like she could have just stayed in the loft. I know. I it's know. a nice apartment. And she could have stayed there and like drawn her little pictures and like it yeah. would have been fine. She would have been exactly. fine. I mean, clearly, like that guy's no good, you know, as we come to learn very quickly. But like, you know, he's got a nice home and he's not addicted to heroin. So I guess exactly. we have to pick and, you know, you've got to choose your battles, right? <laughs> yeah. Choose the least bad man yeah. of the like yeah. two that you exactly. have to choose. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, so she and she's just come so i think we meet her first right and yeah she's, she's come back. yeah she's our entrance she's kind of she's, li- she's had an abortion right and yeah comes, yeah which yeah. I, I thought that was interesting like that that was portrayed mm. i mean yeah, not me too. obviously actively but i mean that i think that's i'm mean, not obviously but i imagine that's having a female writer is the reason that you get stuff yeah. like that in it. yeah and right off to the top as well like yeah. straight away the first exactly. minute we see her name is helen right yeah. yes helen. yes that's right we see the first time we see her she's like essentially sort of shell-shocked from yeah. having an abortion which is yeah kind of a really upsetting thing to look at like right off the bat because you're yeah. like oh my god like why isn't anybody kind of helping this young woman like she's exactly. clearly so clearly just gone through something tremendously upsetting and i think exactly. that it's interesting how she kind of she looks very distant and she looks very like completely out of it essentially and 100%. it and it, it's very similar to how she looks in the later portions of the movie yeah. and i think that's a really interesting line to draw you know that it's sort of in one way or another she's being kind of She's trying to detach, I guess. Yeah. She's trying to, yeah, numb yeah. herself in some way or, like, separate herself from what's happening. Exactly, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and it seems like it was it was not an actual doctor. I don't know when. Yeah, it I seemed it shady. Legal. Yeah. It, um, yeah, it yeah. sounded very sus based on how they speak about it. it exactly. It did not sound like something that was, yeah, legal or healthy or... Or safe, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, bad. Bad from the go. Things are bad. Bad for poor Helen. Kitty Wynn, who is a really... She gives a really interesting performance in this film. She does, I think it's very... I guess this is something we can kind of talk about later. But the fact that Pacino's star is the one that comes Mm. out of this rising. And she basically never makes another big film again. Which is strange because it's so much of a two-hander this movie it's so much it really the two it? of them and you know if one wasn't working then the whole thing wouldn't work and no, because you have to believe them as as 
you have to care about both of them. Yeah, yeah. Because they're both doing things that are, you know, that are bad to the other person. Although, I mean, Pacino probably more. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, you yeah. have to be, you have yeah. to be on both of their sides. I think absolutely. Yeah, you have to, you have to, or at least understand both of them, or yeah. be diverted enough to want to make sure that yeah. you're watching both of them. And yeah, she does a really great job. She's kind of, I think that again with my issues with this movie, she's kind of given a very stock character. In terms yeah. of, you know, she's a small town girl. She's from not Idaho. He says Idaho. No, he says Illinois. I can't remember. He says Illinois and she says somewhere else. But I don't Indiana. Know That's where she Indiana? is from. Yeah. She's from Indiana. She's a small town girl. She's moved to New York. She's an artist or wants to be an artist. And she's clearly gotten herself into some trouble. It's it's very it's like ah yeah we know we know who this generic trouble is. quote yeah, unquote exactly right? yeah non specific trouble with yeah. a man <laughs> like it's yeah. yeah it's very you know yeah you know who this girl is like off the bat she's got you yeah. know these sort of she's got a very young very kind of <sighs> pliant kind of pliable energy to her she seems very she reminded me of jesse buckley a lot sort of in from certain angles oh, yeah. i think just maybe just kind of in terms of how she looks but i think that they yeah, have a yeah. similar kind of like there's a there's a like a young fear in both their faces yeah. i think that they're both yeah. like i don't know what's happening like there's sort of <laughs> the world is a bit much for me <laughs> i can't quite yet i mean same but like <laughs> Yeah, I think she's easily led as well in the sense that you know she she goes from I can't remember, yeah Gomez from the Adams family Gomez um, <laughs> Adams yeah she goes from him and then Pacino kind of comes to see her in the hospital and says that her boyfriend has left or something like that I think he says yeah yeah he and then says he skipped town he's like, yeah he's gone yeah and then she just she just goes with him yeah and that's kind of it she doesn't there's no there's agency in some ways because i think that he would never i mean she could have not gone with him but yeah. she's just happy for things to keep happening it could happen to her i suppose rather than yeah. for her to make an active choice mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely he does kind of he just sort of appears to her doesn't he like he's yeah. all of a sudden he is in the apartment and she kind exactly of, she's like shell-shocked and he does the thing where he like he tucks her in a bit she's like asleep on the she's asleep on the sofa and he tucks her in and he gives her his scarf and it's yeah yeah it's a very it's a very sweet thing but it's sweet in the way that again talking about how kind of young she seems it's very like this boy in my class you know asked to borrow a pen and so he clearly he's in love with me (laughs) like you know it's like this very small gesture that may not mean a lot to anybody clearly she really takes on board like she's like Mm. okay this is a person who is going to care for me is willing Mm. to come and put the effort in and like be present for me in the way that this guy who i was seeing beforehand (laughs) clearly is not clearly wasn't yeah he's checked out he's like painting his sculptures in his generic new york loft and doing (laughs) doing like 1970s artist things like you know casual drug use and like big paper mache things or whatever (laughs) but it just it reminded me of like um after hours when he gets to the loft and there's just like this great big fish is like covered in paint and it's like oh god this is what's happening (laughs) Artists. It's a nightmare of like a yuppie ending up in this in this <laughs> yeah. scenario. But yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, she's very like suddenly taken by him. And I mean, yeah. you know, I don't want to act like I'm like being very holier than thou about this because <laughs> I want to make it clear he is 
very charming. Like, very is, charming. Yeah. Right off the bat, you're like, oh, I know that this young man is not good. <laughs> like, yeah. This yeah. is not good. This is not going to end well. He is quite clearly going to be a problem, but he is also very sweet and he's got silly hair and yeah. he's got like this jacket that's a little bit too big for him. Yes. <laughs> he looks very. When he does all the hiding, when he hides behind yeah, the, the exactly. things, it's just oh so my God. cute. It, yeah. I also, I do think this is just to, to take it back to the Pacino conversation mm-hmm. generally, that this is in some ways more fun than he has in a role for a long time <laughs> yeah. after this, yeah. which is sort of bizarre in, for this movie. It's, yeah. He's, he's yeah. like a, an animated kind of... Yeah. I mean, it obviously lessens later on, but at the start of the movie, he's just so charming and so full of life. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, when is the next time we get to see Pacino, like, flirt with somebody in a movie? Like, we basically That's just the thing, because right? I think it's just... It's just these Schatzberg movies from the 70s that, that he's because Scarecrow as well he's quite charming in that he's not the same kind of character but he's sort of flirty and he's like a little kid in that kind of and right. I'm so excited to do that one yeah I mean, I'm very excited to see it I've been thinking because I looked like I did the same thing I looked on Letterboxd and saw this one is pretty highly rated it seems like by quite a lot of people and mm-hmm. which sort of surprised me but I I do think that people maybe value something that makes them feel bad if it hmm. effectively makes them feel bad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, is yeah. Is and he said that this. he doesn't like Scarecrow that much, and I think it's great. I think it's really charming. And, and I love Gene Hackman. I'm just oh, always I love Hackman. You love to see him. <laughs> that's that's for another time. But. <laughs> yeah. For but Gene Hackpod. <laughs> yes. Yes. Pod Hackman. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, he's kind of, he's like having fun with it. You're you're totally yeah. right, which is very again very strange for this movie, which is yeah. so aggressively a bummer for kind of three quarters of the runtime. But yeah, there is this like this little kind of chunk at the very very beginning of the movie where they're just kind of like walking around New York, and he's being very like he's like pulling on her pigtails essentially. Exactly, he's being exactly. like oh you know come on let's like let's get married like let's move to the let's do it like you know I'm cool and I'm great and I'm gonna like show off like when he like steals the TV from the back of the van (laughs) and he's like let's just do it like let's go come on like let's do it and then he like sells the TV and he's flirting with the like lady at the pawn the shop he puts, he puts his nose <laughs> through the bars and it just i'm just obsessed with that image just the the like isolated patino nose like between these this like bars at this yeah, um kiosk it's, it's yeah so good. it's really yeah it's great it's it really is just him like on charm offensive for a good 10 exactly. minutes which is great like he's it's nice because, like you say, he's not somebody who gets to do that a lot, even though clearly exactly, it is yeah. something that he has in his arsenal and can use well. Because I, I don't he, think I've was... ever seen him, like, be, especially not when he's young, kind of yeah, yeah. get to be, like, charming, which is, yeah, exactly. really, really... Was that your cat? Yeah, that was my cat. Oh my god. <laughs> Hello. Oh my god! Well, he did. He when he was doing these these shows in the village and stuff like that. He was writing comedy comedy shows and things like this. And he was always a comedy guy until I think his his bigger roles in theatre they ended up being these sort of psychopaths and these like hardline guys and stuff. But before that, he was always doing comedy, and it's so interesting because I don't think he really does that after that other than you yeah. know Jack and Jill or whatever, which yeah. we'll get to Danny eventually. Collins. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's so interesting that he's he just left that. I mean, I suppose that probably says something about what what films were being made at that time and what was mm. taken seriously and 
Things like that. I suppose, yeah. But you think, I don't know. He has such a... He's so evidently a movie star. I think even in this, you know, he's in it. He's sort of, I guess, the second lead. Or I think of him as the second lead. Like, I think of of Kitty Wynn as the protagonist. But he is, you know, you can see why this is the movie that, like, gets him whatever's next. You know, it... It makes sense. They got him as... Godfather. Exactly, um, yeah. Mario Puzo apparently he saw he saw a reel from this and said, We have to get Pacino. If nothing else we figure out, we have to get him. And then obviously I mean we'll talk about it. Um <laughs> they had they had a battle getting him getting him in the role in The Godfather. So uh-huh. great. Excellent. It's interesting I'm... that Puzo yeah. was was there like ready for him at the beginning. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. I look very I very much look forward to the three hour conversation <laughs> we're gonna have about the Godfather. Exactly. We have to have a Godfather less so conversation about the yeah Godfather. yeah. That's the Definitely. only way this is going to work. Definitely. But yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's really nice to see him get to be kind of endearing you know yeah because he is so evidently bad news and you are sort of yes. worried about her you're like oh no <laughs> it's like but you understand i think you understand you can immediately see oh, of yeah. course yeah. she's following this guy and that's what is important i think you can't just be you know thinking yeah. that she's making a stupid decision you have to believe that she would make this choice and it's yeah. for both of them i think she she plays the sort of not worship i don't think she worships him but that that kind of energy yeah yeah like that was one of the things that i that caught my eye is the first time we see him using the first time that yeah. like they they kind of go quote unquote home together. She is yeah. described in the description as homeless, as effectively homeless. So I don't know kind of where they are. I assume it's like his weird little apartment yeah. <laughs> or whatever. But she's in bed. I don't know if they've actually had sex, but the implication is that he's taken her home and he's about to shoot up. And she kind of she looks at him in this way that's very like very sexually charged and she says something like you're gonna kill yourself doing that but it's like said in a way that's very she's like (laughs) I just gave Maddie a look which obviously isn't gonna (laughs) translate over over audio but like you know she it's very it's long story short she's it's a very horny gesture like she's (laughs) just like hmm interesting like I think of you as like there's some you are very appealing like even though yeah. you're doing this thing which is so evidently bad <laughs> like you know there is there was one bit um there were a couple of bit like like quotes that i wrote down there was one when they were sitting with some other addicts in actually in needle park and one of them says something i didn't write the exact quote down but um the greatest high of them all is death <laughs> yeah. right and you're just yeah. like jesus but she looks at him and she's like yeah, yeah, yeah. She right. like yeah. She completely buys it. She's so in from the go, which is really yeah. bad. Like you, yeah. It, uh, this is this kind of gets to I suppose the core of my issue with this movie, which is that I mm. don't really feel like I know either of them, and I I yeah, know like I don't know why she's why either of them yeah why either yeah. of them ended up in the situation yeah. why they feel the need to you know yeah because I'm sure that it's like you know you you assume they've had hard lives but what yeah happened, and the, but know? there's a scene kind of about halfway through where mm. uh, Helen gets a letter from her mum and yeah. it seems like a lengthy letter like it seems like somebody clearly gives a shit about her yeah. like about her existing that her mother would write to her and write a lot to her and sort of mm. be concerned about how she's doing and about her well-being and you're like why is she here like if she's 
got people in her life who give a shit about her, if her mum is sending her friends to come and visit her, like, somebody, you know, somebody out there cares about her. How did she get to this? Like, why isn't she, you know, to be really crude about it, like, why isn't she getting checks in the mail every month? Like, what's, what's going on? Why has she detached herself from this? And it, yeah, but it's interesting because she is, like, an artist. Like, she has, you know... We see we see her drawing and we see that she's mm. you know done these sketches and stuff, but that never kind of it it just it doesn't seem like her dream or yeah it doesn't seem, seem that attached to it yeah 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 it's not like she's like I moved to New York to pursue an art career or to go yeah. to art school or anything like that and I mean I know that I really hate when people are like it's like um the discussion we had that people were having around I can't even remember the movie now but they were like why don't we know this character's last name? And it's like, who gives a shit? Well, like, why do we yeah. need to care about what their last yeah. name is? It's like, this fil- this woman character doesn't even have a last name. It's like, okay, but like, how is that indicative? Who's, of- who's full naming Yeah, exactly. Why is that, how is that indicative of whether or not she has a personality as a character? Yeah. Like, that's got nothing to do with that. Her yeah. being... Helen being an interesting character has nothing to do with the fact that I know whether or not she went to art school. Like, but yeah. it, but it's more indicative of the fact that I feel like I don't really know anything about her. I know about her internal life, and I know how she feels about about Bobby and about how she feels about heroin eventually. And yeah. but I kind of I don't know how she feels about anything else, and I would like to know more about how she feels about things. Yeah, it, it, more than sometimes... anything, like I just yeah. wanna I wanna get to know them a bit yeah i think sometimes you 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 watch something and they don't have to explain the characters i was thinking actually think about the coen brothers and how specific all of their characters are to the point where you just know them immediately <laughs> like you're thinking about lewin davis or something when you meet john goodman in the car you don't need that much explanation even though he's talking about his life but you, he's not necessarily telling the truth Mm-hmm. But you know from the acting and from the writing and from the situation they're in, you know the person. So I think, I, and certainly I think it's possible to show who a character is without being like, this is the situation. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, that's not what you're saying, I know. But um, but this doesn't it isn't around either. either. Yeah, yeah, in a roundabout way is what I'm saying. It's like, you know, we're, we're both getting at the same thing, which is that yeah, ultimately, yeah. like, there isn't a reason... There isn't a good reason for us not to know more about either of these people. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. you can show not tell, but like yeah. you have to show. Like you know, yeah. you can't yeah. not show us and not tell us. Like yeah. there are so, you know, there's so much that can be done with everything else in the movie. But Definitely. yeah, it's a little bit it's a bummer. But you know, yeah, the, at the beginning they are this very intriguing couple. They both have kind yeah. of a very they have a nice energy. It does feel like they do both sort of genuinely like each other. I think, yeah. which is nice, because it would be very easy for us to kind of go, oh, well, it's it's one-sided. I think it is more... I don't think it's an equally balanced relationship, but I do think that there is affection in both parties. But, but it's complicated, because there is such an obvious imbalance kind of from the get-go, really, in the way that he treats her. I think he's 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 certainly the the driving force in the relationship and in the movie. I mean, he's the one who's taking her like, you know, he could literally be taking her by the hand and pulling her through the streets of New York and yeah. that would be basically what's happening and he's yeah. you know saying, "Hi, this this person." And she's then <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say 
That was another thing I wanted to talk about. The scene where they go yeah. to like a restaurant and yeah, uh, calling yeah. it a restaurant is slightly generous. They go to like a <laughs> diner. Yeah. And he like they just sit there and like he keeps seeing people on the street and being like, hey. Like he's holding court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like cheers. He's like, everybody, I know everybody yeah. around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just all these increasingly terrible seeming people like just keep coming up to yeah. him and being like, hey. And he's like, oh, this <laughs> is my friend. And she's like, like wow look at your friend yeah. you have so many friends you're so popular yeah. and you're like oh honey oh my god like this is it so- does have that that naive thing from her where you you know to be impressed by this kind of it does it feels high school it feels it yeah feels in that way that she's sort of he's popular and he's interesting and he's you know doing illegal things <laughs> and that's kind of fun and you're like are you are you 12? Yeah, you, exactly. You know? That's totally it. It's like it's like she's never had a boyfriend before and she's suddenly yeah. like, oh my god, like he's, yeah, he's like, he's he's edgy and he's interesting yeah. and he's, yeah, he's got all these weird friends and like, I want to be like, I want to hang out with them, you know. And I think yeah. one thing that I thought about a lot in this movie was costuming and about how everyone yeah. dresses, how like all the kind of weird needle park, like... Vagabonds, kind of, they've all got yeah. these like big coats and these sort of strange little hats, and like they, they're all a very <laughs> kind of interesting looking bunch of people. It's great, it's yeah, great yeah. costuming. And she's she starts off very mousy, but eventually she kind of she's got like leather and she's like wearing yeah. the, the big red coat, which I think we both we were both like it's so good. <laughs> it's such yeah, a yeah. really great, like leather kind of crinkly jacket. Yeah, it, yeah. anyway, it's a great coat, but it's like it's sort of like her, her like spirit transformation coat. <laughs> yeah. Like she's yeah. gone from this like little red kind of cord jacket to this great big red leather coat thing. It's yeah. like ah I wonder if it's um she's blossomed. Schatzberg was a was a fashion photographer, so oh, I wonder if, if that's part of it. I mean he's I don't know I don't know that much about him so I don't want to give too much context because I'm gonna say something that's not true. <laughs> but he was he was a fashion photographer first, I think, and has ah. taken good pictures of like Dylan and people like that. So Oh cool. That's very he cool. Was, and and then I think it's always interesting to have photographers who then don't shoot their own films. They hire some ah. photographers to do yeah, it. So sure, much, yeah, sure. You know, but but that makes sense I think because everyone kind of a consideration. Yeah, there. even the, yeah, even though they are all sort of evidently sort of down on their luck, everyone looks very yeah. interesting. Like you sort of exactly there's a there's a visual intrigue to all of them that is helpful because I guess you are seeing the film through Helen's eyes and you sort of you need to understand why she would want to be sucked in by these people. And I think to make them look kind of strange and beguiling in the way that they do. Even like Pacino, he's got this like, yeah, this, like I said, jacket that's slightly too big for the him. Bandana. We, have to <laughs> we, bandana. we need a good 10 minutes on the bandana. Every, every letterbox review for this movie is just increasing horniness. Like it just, yeah, I, yeah. I had to scroll for like three pages before I found anything about <laughs> the movie. They're all just like, I would marry you, Al Pacino. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. God, come now children. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> Come not here. This is not the appropriate <laughs> forum for this. I'm like, I'm happy yeah. for your. I'm happy to read horny letterbox reviews. Like that's fine. Yeah. You live your best life, but just don't. On not on movie. the. Not on the heroin yeah. addiction drama. Like, come on. He is very cute. He is those, very cute. The headband was. I found the headband quite upsetting. People love the it's headband. Awful. It's really awful. It's, but I love it. It's one of those things where, when you know, when you have a crush on someone and they do something <laughs> incredibly embarrassing, but it's just and endearing like, to you because you have a crush. On, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's that. 
it's a really unfortunate. I can't defend it. And it upsets me on multiple levels because it's like, on one level, I find it upsetting that he has a headband, but from the front, you can't see it. So it's kind of like he's got a sort of mullet thing going on. There's like tears of hair. Yeah. And yeah, it's. I, yeah, I'm very upset by the headband. I just, it, I found it very upsetting. <laughs> I did have a suggestion that we could, we could rate all of the movies based on the, like, size and terribleness of his, his hair. Because, I mean, we, we'll get there, but in And Justice For All, his hair is truly larger than his head. I and mean, it's really, it's something. Like, just a ridiculous <laughs> amount of hair. Oh my god. And the, yeah, he's 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 obsessed with his hair. I'm sure it's key. It's great it's key. hair. It's I mean it's it's great hair. I mean, it what is, more is. is there to be said? <laughs> Sorry, I just googled. I just googled. What have you done? Just googled and justice for all. His hair is massive. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this particular image just because it looks please do, insane. Please do. Pop it in the Zoom chat, which I have to work out how to use now because I've never used it before. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Yeah, the, I find the headband very viscerally <laughs> upsetting. I did not enjoy looking at it. I did not enjoy... Yeah, I just... I'm not a fan. I can, what can I say? <laughs> this, is my, this is my hard take on the motion wow. picture, The Panic in Needle Park, that I just did not the enjoy. The headband is bad. <laughs> But people love the headband, so who am I to judge? You know what? What more is there? What can I say? Um, where did we get to in the plot? We're just talking about costumes, weren't we? Yeah, we were. But I think I think because we we basically we haven't said it. But what happens when she? So he's quote unquote chipping her away. Yeah. Although you know who knows how much that. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, You're like, "Mm." and then. Is he is he passed out from being high and then she finds the heroin and takes them herself and he doesn't oh, yeah, know yeah, yeah. for a while and then that that's the scene the scene I really the scene I love in the film, which is when he's playing baseball and he's so charming in that scene. And then he comes up to her and, and she's sort of you can see that she's out of it and he's like, Oh, when did that happen? Mm. Like he didn't notice, he didn't realise yeah. that, that had happened to her. Yeah, he like he grabs and he just her. looks so heartbroken. Yeah, he does. He like grabs her by the face and sort of looks right at her. And it's Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very sad because it's sort of it's both this recognition of like it's like there's a there's a recognition of guilt there where he's like, Oh god, yeah, this is yeah. my fault. Like this is yeah, this is so exactly. evidently something that I have done. Like I have led you here. And it yeah. it's only guilt for like a second, but then it's 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 concern, but it stops being concern out of guilt and starts just being concern out of something else. It's yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's a real yeah, it's a real bummer. They sort of yeah, they're they're kind of they're in a nice relationship for a bit. She kind of gets involved in some of his antics. Then she starts yeah. taking heroin. He then finds out she started taking heroin. Then I think I don't know. It's sort of it's very loose in terms of plot. Yeah, well, this movie. I mean the the titular panic. Um, yeah, the titular panic is is because I mean the the point is that they they're basically running out of heroin because I I believe it's because the cops found some at the docks We're or like whatever and then, so there's not it. enough on this on the streets um mm-hmm. i do want to talk about the cops but we can do that in a minute um yeah 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 and, we're gonna talk about the cops and so there's not enough to go around everyone's kind of desperate and this is when she's started taking it which mm-hmm. is sort of the worst possible time yeah yeah um, exactly yeah there's a lot and they about, don't have any money uh, and so he he gets busted because he's 
So he's his brother is hanging around with them, and he seems sort of he's got a suit, and he seems relatively yeah. together. He seems <laughs> yeah. What is the I don't know. Name? Oh my god, it's it's is like, it like Hank or... or Hank. Yeah, or... I think it is, is it Hank? Hank. It's like it's monosyllabic. It's like very non-specific. I think I anyway, think it is. Yes, Hank. and he seems he seems very like he seems like he might have an actual job. Yeah, yeah. Like for uh... for a bit, he seems like he has kind of. He's got more going on than what that he's is. He's got so, a little bit more together, yeah. I think. Yeah. But then even then, I'm like, well, why didn't we have a scene where they, in some way, where she asked about, she asked Pacino about his brother. Yeah, yeah. We something where there's there's some some way we find out about his childhood. I mean, that his brother is there and that they're still close is interesting, but there's mm. nothing. Yeah, exactly. More. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. They never. Yeah, there's never anything. It's it's never gone. It never goes any deeper than that. It sort of becomes, yeah. you know, you're like, yeah, this is this is the, this is. He's like, this is my brother, and she's like, okay, and yeah. that kind of. There's so little conversation. Like, yeah, there's not, there's not a huge amount of dialogue, and I think that maybe is part of the problem that. that... Mm. It doesn't even when they do talk to each other, they have a sort of shorthand with each other, which is interesting because I think you know when you've been in a relationship with someone for a while, that that is something that happens. But yeah. I don't know. There's there there could have been more there, and I know obviously if you're they're high and stuff like that, so there's not gonna be, they're not gonna be sort of talking about literature, but yeah, you know, there's ways to do it. I think yeah. that they miss. Yeah, you just sort of want them to to have like just have a conversation, just to be able yeah. to kind of talk about how they feel about everything. <laughs> like you know, yeah. I mean, I think that is maybe it's speaking to my sensibility, like my taste, yeah. what I enjoy in a movie. That I'm like, oh, it would be nice if they just sort of sat down and were like, so listen about the whole heroin thing, <laughs> like, uh, like what's the deal? What's yeah. happening here? Like, uh, but uh, yeah, just like, uh, just even a little bit, like just a tiny bit of information. Yeah, you know, because we find out that she is from I've forgotten again where she's from, Indiana. Indiana, you know, yeah. and we know that she has a mum who is evidently somewhat invested in her, if not yeah. completely invested in her. Yeah. Uh, but we, yeah, he's very much this cipher, which I guess in in some ways is appropriate because he kind of does just become kind of a conduit for her becoming addicted to heroin. It just, yeah, it would be nice to, to know some more about them both, but I suppose him in particular just because... He is such a, he is so, I keep using the word, but he is very beguiling. Like he is, you yeah. you become very sucked in by him and yeah. it would just be nice to, I don't want to be told everything, but I would like to be told no. just like a little, like a little bit, you know, just a little, a little, 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 bit, yeah. a little nugget of sort of yeah. backstory would be really nice. Just because I think it's nice to know about the people you care about or the people you're supposed to care about, you know? Yeah. Like, I just, I think that yeah. that is... And you need, there's something to explain their behaviour and understanding someone is so important for caring about them, yeah. I suppose, in that way. Yeah. You need to you need to know what their motivations are or what, you know. Yeah, I don't... It's basic stuff. Yeah, it is, so. it is. And I think it might just be, like I said, in terms of, like, my sensibility where I'm like, oh, yeah. you know... I want I want them to sit down and have a conversation about it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I just... like, yes, we we both love the before series. That's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> obviously, that's not what this what this film is trying to do in any way. But yeah, you no, know, not at all. Yeah, exactly. If they'd have just walked around New York all day, yeah, and only just that would be great. Like, I would love that. If they, yeah, that would have been fine. <laughs> that would have been a movie <laughs> I'd enjoy, but. 
it's, it's a completely different movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not <laughs> a nice film about nice things. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's interesting that you bring up the Before series because my idea of this movie was that it was a kind of a tragic romance, that it's sort mm. of this, you know, this love story between two people who are bound together by this terrible substance abuse problem that they both yeah. have. But do you think this movie is romantic? Do you find them, as a couple, romantically interesting? I think it's... They remind me almost immediately of a couple that have been together a really long time. Mm-hmm. In that they... There's sort of never a question that they're not going to be together. Mm-hmm. I feel like that there's not really a threat at any point. I mean, the end, you you wonder, of course, like if he's going to leave her. And then also when... I mean, we haven't got to this yet, but I'll skip ahead. When she starts um being a prostitute mm-hmm. you wonder if he's gonna be so upset by that but but it seems more like she would stop doing it rather than break up with yeah him. but it does seem it seems as though they're they're just they've just accepted that they're together yeah forever kind of thing, yeah and that's just the situation yeah which is interesting and it's so quick and they obviously there's never any they don't date or anything it's not when it's not <laughs> yeah he's not, not he doesn't take her to the movies or yeah. whatever <laughs> exactly and it's not, I mean, in the sense that I suppose when you watch, not that this is in any way related to a romantic comedy at all, but the the representations of dating and stuff like that on screen are always, you, you get to the point where they've decided to come together and then that's the end of the movie. Mm, mm-hmm. Where this is more, yeah. the, the choice to stay together, I suppose, the choice to, to be together despite everything. Which is, I don't know, I don't know that I would, I mean, this is probably not, the, I wouldn't say that they should stay together, I don't think, <laughs> yeah. but... That idea, right, I suppose, is, is romantic in a real sense, in, in the way that romantic relationships actually are. Yeah, yeah. that makes but sense. I don't find it as remotely aspirational or in any no. way or any of that no, kind of thing. No, but, Aside um, from some quality outfits, that's kind of it. Yes, that's where the yes. aspiration stops and ends. Exactly. Yeah, I suppose it is romantic in the, like, capital R romantic sense, in that it's tragic yeah. and sort of they're bound yeah. together by this thing that is very powerful and very destructive, but, you know, it, it's sort of the glue that holds them together for one way or yeah. another. I guess, yeah, and it's sort of that kind of becomes more of a thread as the movie goes on because they, they, she starts, you know, like you say, she essentially starts doing sex work in order to secure money for them both to yeah. access drugs. He takes on more and more criminal activities dealing yeah i think he yeah he ends up sort of higher up as a dealer and he's yeah yeah i think that scene's really good where they're when they're giving him the heroin to oh yeah he's in like a weird little pile yeah yeah like it sort of seems there's sort of i do think that's another thing i was thinking when i was watching it that this is almost a common like it's not great with the characters and it's not also that great with the thread of heroin in general and talking about drugs in a more general sense and i don't know if that's maybe because people didn't have as much of an understanding of the not the politics but do you know what i mean the sort of policy decisions and stuff like that mm. behind it and how these things happen yeah yeah um which we can get to the, the cops i suppose now mm. I, I, yeah i well, find it interesting yeah. to, to see this guy specifically this one cop that she interacts with a lot yeah whose name i had um, to write down because i figured that it would be important his name is hutchner that's good hutchner there you go thank you hutch she calls him hutch <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is cute and and he seems like he he knows all of these people, all of these addicts, and he knows everything that they're doing essentially. And I mean, it's not that we are now treating drug addicts any better than this, but yeah, it just it to realize how how much knowledge they have of these people's lives, and they're not doing anything to help them, mm. or 
uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to judge people based on whatever resources they yeah. have and all of this kind of thing. But yeah. to, to, to know that these people are in these situations and all they do is arrest them occasionally and talk to them and try and get them to flip on each other, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have, she has this very interesting relationship with this, yeah. with this cop who is sort of, I don't know, he has, he seems to be interested in her in a way that is slightly, should we say like extracurricular, like it's sort of, yeah, he's yeah. fixated on her and her like lifestyle in a way that seems to go beyond wanting her to be an informant, which is also, yeah. uh, speaking of like Sopranos, <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's, yeah, it's, he, yeah, he's sort of very, he kind of has this weird sort of, it never becomes apparent exactly what he wants from her, but it seems like he has an ulterior motive in the way that he speaks to her and the way that he kind of tries to use her to sort of further what he wants to do. He clearly wants yeah. to to get the people in this drug operation taken down. But, yeah. I mean, to be honest, the thing that kind of stuck out to me was that <laughs> this, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that scene where he's kind of, he's getting stock, basically. Yeah. It all seems very small scale. Like, I, oh, I was like, yeah. this seems very minor. Like, I don't know why yeah. he is so worried about this when, like, it's like three people in a room making drugs. Like, it's not like... Yeah some kind of kid he kind of the way he talks about the Pacino character is that he's kind of this like kingpin it's like yeah which is it not, seems very yeah. minor like it seems very small scale I don't understand why it's so necessary it feels so necessary for this cop to be like we gotta take down this whole organization <laughs> like it's one of those things where I don't know if it's because his relationship to her is almost paternalistic in that he I think in some ways wants to help her mm. Yeah. And doesn't believe that she can help herself in any way. So he's trying to sort of force her to maybe part of the reason that he wants Bobby is so that he's away. Bobby is away from Helen. Yeah. Yeah. And she can maybe. But obviously what what actually happens when he's away is that it gets worse Mm. because there's not two of them to, you know, there's no support there. But um, but then also to be targeting Bobby when he's not remotely key in this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's also because she doesn't know anyone else, so she's not going to be helpful to to the cop at all. Yeah. So no, not at all. You wonder. It must be the reason that he's interested in her and he's pursuing her in the sort of arresting her and stuff like that. Then it's it clearly has. There's other reasons other than just that she he she can help him, which he yeah she can't really yeah. Help. I think at one point she does like a thing I enjoyed about this movie is that people say ball a lot. I like as a fuck yeah, euphemism, yeah. Um, which is yeah. great. I enjoy the it's term great. bawling quite a lot. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. She's like, I think she does straight up ask him at one point. He's like, she's like, do you just want to fuck me? Like, yeah. is that what's happening here? Like, are you just yeah. into me? Or, or it's not her. It's one of his colleagues. Is like, do you have the hots for her? And it's, yeah. it's like, is that what is happening? Is, is he like... Does he want to be, like, her avenging angel? Does he want to, like, swoop in and take her away? And I think that kind of is it. Like, it... At least partly, At least partly, yeah. And it... But but you're kind of like... You don't really want him to do that, though. Like, I mean, you want her to be safe, but I don't think 
you think he doesn't seem like the appropriate yeah he's avenue. yeah he's not going to be the thing that gets her there i don't think and again i mean when so what actually happens is that bobby does get arrested because he is um during a robbery with his brother mm-hmm. i think it's a robbery yeah um yeah. that they do you know in order to get money for more drugs and he gets arrested and while he's in prison that's when the panic gets really bad and that's when she's she starts doing sex work mm-hmm. And so clearly this cop is not looking after her in any way. I mean, he's he's an avenging angel in the sense that he'll he'll get the bad thing away but he won't help. Yeah, her, yeah, he provides know, after Yeah, that. he provides no other assistance. <laughs> he's exactly. like he's like I have, you know, I have saved you from at one point she is with a client and he mm. <laughs> which is it's so strange to me that this this happens that this is a plot point that she's with a client. He then takes her to the police station and is like, she's robbing me. And it's like, dude, <laughs> like, you were with a yeah. sex worker and you're yeah. worried that she's going to rob you? Like, don't, yeah. don't, like... Don't take yeah, that. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? Don't bring yourself to this location and then expect yeah. the transaction to be, you know, above board. Like, you're, yeah. you are placing yourself in this environment, man. Like, exactly. come on. But yeah, it's so, he, that's that's such a belief in the in the justice system <laughs> from, from that guy. To, he's like to be was, like brave enough to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. like, I was you know out here paying for sex, and this woman tried to rob me. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on now, sir. Like. please i mean yeah but yeah like he he kind of gets her out of that situation and he's kind of like well you owe me one now like give me your boyfriend yeah yeah, it's weird it's bad there are no kind of i suppose that's an interesting thing about this movie is that there are way more men than there are women there are very few women they don't have a lot to do yeah. But the men have quite significant roles and all of them are kind of bad. I don't think there are yeah. any men in this movie that are redeeming or have any redeeming features. Uh, there's a there's no. a nice man at the puppy farm. He seems nice. Oh, yeah. He, like, he sells he them a dog. He does $50 for a puppy, though. <laughs> a, I mean, yeah, that's quite a lot of... I, but he does seem, <laughs> it does seem like a nice... Like, they go on the ferry. They go on the Staten Island ferry yeah. to, to buy this dog. And, oh, God, yeah, I guess now we have to talk about the dog because I brought it up. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Kind of when yeah, they're we both, can talk about the dog. Yeah, they're both at the peak of their kind of addictive phase, I suppose. Yeah. And, and he's, I think he's he's coming down and she's, I don't know, I think she's maybe about to come down, yeah. but he's, he's yeah, and they, they talk about that and that's the kind of, that's the maybe the most conversation they have is to talk about yeah, that- scheduling who's going to, do drugs at what time yeah and then they're like i think it's sort of part of this fantasy they have where they're like we're gonna go we'll go live in the country like we're gonna go we're gonna get away from the city and we're gonna run away and we're gonna you know live a a domestic rural life yeah and then i think which i mean who hasn't dreamed about (laughs) yeah isn't that what we are all considering all the time (laughs) like oh i wish i lived in the country (laughs) i had nothing to do with anything and just like had a house and things were fine yeah um, and yeah, getting a dog becomes part of this idea. I can't remember who suggests it, whether it's him or her. I think it's it's sort of her dog, but I don't know. Yeah, he buys her the dog, yeah. but whether or not yeah, she's like, sure. I want a dog, or he's like, I will buy you a dog. Yeah, I don't, but know. I don't know. It's a cute dog, man. It's a really it cute, cute dog. It's like a spaniel yeah, 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 like a little spaniel. He's got big ears. He's like a goldy yeah. kind of brown. What do they call yeah, him? He's a friend. They call him... 
Butch or something. They give him like a dog they name. Rocky. Rocky. They give him a dog <laughs> name. They like a real yeah. dog name. Yeah. And oh god, it's so sad. Oh my god, it's, it's really, really horrible. They they get back on the ferry. He decides that they should shoot up while they're on the boat, which is not a great idea. Foolish. Gen- yeah. gener- like, if you're going to do drugs, don't do them on a boat. Like, that seems like a yeah. very bad place to do anything, let alone drugs. They are in the bathroom shooting up. She puts the dog down. Basically, like, she just, yeah, pretty much... I think he's barking or something. Yeah, the dog is getting upset, yeah. and she, like... No, yeah, well, I mean, sure. Yeah. Of course <laughs> I mean, yeah, the dog is upset. She puts the dog down, and the dog runs down the boat and yeah. off the back of the... Like, jumps off the back of the boat. And, yeah. like, I mean, we never see what happens to the dog. We never see the dog's demise, thankfully. Which is good, a re- yeah. A real relief, because I was very worried that we were going to, like, see, like, like a collar floating in the water. Like a... God, just, yeah. Yeah, they were really going to hammer Something it home. Something really ominous. Something yeah. really awful has happened. But, I mean, it's awful enough... And it's, yeah, it's really upsetting. It's a really unpleasant thing to happen. Yeah. The dog is only, I mean, to be fair, like, they buy the dog and you're like, nothing good can come of this. <laughs> immediately. No, something bad is going to happen to it. Yeah, point. you're like, immediately, yeah. this is not going to work out. This dog is, something very bad yeah. is going to happen to this dog. But you don't... At best, it's going to be a stray. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, something much worse <laughs> is going to happen. Yeah, so. yeah, but it happens so immediately, which is... yeah. I mean, it, on one hand, it's like, well, that's a relief. <laughs> like, we don't yeah. have to watch this dog suffer anymore. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, that's a, that's kind of, I think that's sort of the, the real, like, not necessarily the turning point, but it's sort of the, the moment where this movie kind of goes from being kind of a downer to being a, a real being downer. Generally miserable. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's generally miserable. And, yeah. That's kind of the gist of it, really. I think at one point, they, they have an argument at one point, which I thought was indicative of the the relationship that they have. And she sort of, it feels like she, it, it, it feels like a relation, it feels like an argument that people in any kind of relationship have, which I thought was interesting, mm. where it feels like that her issue is that she doesn't feel like he sees her, like he kind of sees her mm. as a, as a thing and he's dismissive of her needs and and that feels very much like a like an argument that it is completely unrelated to their situation surrounding drugs like it, yeah, it feels yeah. like an argument that a couple would have regardless of this situation i suppose that yeah. that's i think that's about an hour in but it's nice to kind of yeah it feels like that's just like a little bit like a little nugget of something that shows Something that is more like a relationship than what they have, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, it feels like a... It's like you're seeing something outside of the relationship that they have, which is... It's like there's three people in the relationship. It's him and it's her and it's the drugs. And then it feels like yeah. this one scene is just him and her having an argument yeah. about something that is completely unrelated. It's, it's I think, around the point where she starts um, doing sex work and he's like not happy about it which I mean like <laughs> come on man like you know you sort of you sympathize yeah. for her that I mean you sympathize for her the whole way through but you sympathize in that you're like really like this is where you're going to draw the line you <laughs> yeah. you are going to draw the line here it seems a bit as if 
she so obviously at the beginning he's the one who's addicted and he there's shots of him just completely out of it in bed and he almost drops a cigarette on himself at one <laughs> yeah, point yeah and then later on it sort of it reverses in some way in that i wrote down later on she's she, she's really bad and she's just doing so much that she's out of it all the mm. time Mm. and she's just lying in bed and he's I guess it seems like starting to do a little bit better with the drug dealing and he's being pushed up the ladder a little bit and he says what do you want me to do crawl in there and die with you yeah yeah she's lying in in bed bed. and it's and it's like well I mean who's not been there just (laughs) lying in bed all the time but um usually not I mean not on the influence of drugs but (laughs) you know yeah um but I think that that also I think that also is sort of something real in relationships that that the frustration of wanting to do something with the other person and wanting the other person to be in the same wavelength as you and in the same sense like when they're trying to arrange coming up at the same time and stuff like that trying to have experiences yeah. together in spite of being on all these drugs and all the situation they're in they're still trying to be together in that yeah, way yeah that's very true that's a really good point just they they do yeah they sort of have these little moments of intimacy but it feels like an intimacy yeah. that very much derides from the relationship they also have with drug use it's it's yeah, like they definitely. kind of they don't necessarily have a relationship that exists outside of that but we yeah. but we see it in like little moments little, little bits, bits. Yeah. there's never you know it's not like you see them beforehand it's not like they're both clean and sober when they meet and yeah. they suddenly they have this downward spiral and they become i guess that would be <laughs> a, a slightly more cliche version of this movie is that I mean, that would be like the A Star is Born. Yeah, story, I guess I so, that yeah. Would be, that would be that narrative of the sort of... Although I suppose that's not because she wouldn't have got sort of brought down. It's not the same, I suppose. But the, that kind of thing of, the, of it being, I guess, directly related to the relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, so she's talking to this cop. This cop wants her to basically mm. rat on him. She says no. She says no for a while. Eventually, she says yes. And... They mm. they bust him right. He gets but they he yeah. gets busted doing a robbery. And she's there. She's there. He calls her a cunt, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love to see. I love to hear Al Pacino say cunt. <laughs> just, just... Yeah, one of the more of satisfying. Our, yeah, things. one of our finest pleasures in life. Yeah, <laughs> is that something he does historically? I don't think I've ever heard him say cunt in another movie. He he has said it in movies. He doesn't do it very often. But he does. <laughs> it's not a I know what it sounds like in his accent. It's it's very specific. It's the sort of the he says it in. Have you seen Glengarry Glen Ross? No. No, but okay, I'm aware he says of... it in that, and it's very, it's very like, like cunt, like it's like really <laughs> on the U. It's like really, yeah, I don't it's know, like a downward. I yeah, I can't do accents even remotely. So, but yeah, awesome. Um, Great. I'm glad. Also, I, I mean, the way too. he says whore as well. It's, it's all of this. I love these. I love these New York accents. <laughs> yeah. I love them so much. They are good. They are good. Well, that's great. I'm glad that I have more instances of him saying cunt to look forward to. <laughs> so. Yeah, she gets she gets him arrested basically, or she allows him to be arrested. Yep. And then does it just is it just we cut yeah. to him getting out of prison? Yeah, we again, cut or Yeah, it... we cut straight to him getting out of prison. That's basically yeah. it. Like that's that's yeah. But it's um it's a mirror I think of the first time and the first time he gets out of prison she isn't there um to meet mm. him and it's the cop that's there instead. Yes. You're right. Um but the second time she is there and she's waiting for yeah, him. Yeah, you're right. 
and they kind of they walk away yeah and she's following behind him and then he turns around and is like are you coming basically and then they walk off, off they go and that's it that's the end of the movie i couldn't remember the ending when i was when i was watching, watching it i couldn't remember what happened but i suppose it's i also was you i think you watch it and maybe maybe with maybe with 2020 eyes <laughs> you expect one of them to die or yeah or you know something really really horrific to happen and it doesn't yeah that's true. Which I think is is a good decision in some ways because obviously, like the massive tragedy of this kind of relationship or or the you know this drug abuse doesn't always end with someone dying. Mm. Sometimes it's just you carry on and it's miserable. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, know? sometimes that's just like yeah, this is the, the misery is what it is, right? Like yeah, it's just yeah. that's you know yeah, what it is is miserable. Like that it's a it's yeah. a fundamentally broken dynamic. You know, they're yeah. just gonna have to suffer through it. Yeah, I don't know. You you wonder. Like, it's sort of... It is open-ended, I suppose. I don't think we... Mm. I mean, because we don't know how long he's been in jail. The no. suggestion is... I know that the cop at one point is like, if you take the sentence to Helen, he's like, if you take the sentence, it'll be like one to three years. He's a pro. He's done yeah. it before. He'll be out in like six months. So I guess yeah. the assumption is he's been in jail for like six months. We don't know what's yeah. kind of happened to her over the course of this exactly. period of time. But there's nothing about her to indicate. Like, she doesn't look any better or worse than when we left her. No. She looks about the same. She's kind of... Their relationship seems fairly level in terms of where they left it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just... You don't know. I mean, I suppose the assumption is that it's just going to keep on as it is with them. It's not going to get better, but it's not necessarily going to get worse either i don't know yeah it's it's loosely open-ended i guess if we can talk about something in this movie that is interesting and positive it's the like we said the performances because they're both really good really strong performance and they feel very much very natural yeah 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 they feel very much like real people even if you know we kind of we don't know (laughs) even if we don't necessarily know much about them they do feel like they exist, like, they're, yeah, they're very tangible yeah. people, and you know the kind of people that they are, you know? Like, you see that in them, in them both, in... It's... I don't know anything about Kitty Wynn. I've I've never... I mean, yeah, this is sort of it for I her, believe right? She, she... Yeah, she was cast because if she was in... I can't remember what the play was called, but she was supposed to be this, this new star, and they found her from some play that she was doing, sure. and... Oh, she seemed to do similar kinds of... I mean, there was a lot of this preparation and this method acting things of going to the actual needle park and talking to addicts. Oh, sure, yeah. She apparently learned how to shoot up without... Obviously, without heroin. Yeah, wow. She learned the sort of... The mechanism and all of that kind of thing. So there's a lot of work that went into... Yeah, damn. ...the preparation for this. Yeah. Wow. And there's a story, apparently, Al was... There was an actual heroin dealer when they were filming, sort of standing around, and Al sort of walked up to him and they were, like, sizing each other up and it made him so confused because he's... He gets so into character. He apparently did that on Injustice for All as well, (laughs) that he he tried to give someone legal advice because he thought that he was (laughs) actually a lawyer. (laughs) Which is just... It makes him sound kind of nuts, but, I mean, I don't know how... I've never really grasped how method he goes so i don't think it's the daniel day lewis level of yeah, he's just being in character, character the, the whole time, time. Sure. yeah <laughs> i think it is it's more just on the day and he thinks about it a lot and yeah. stuff like that but i'm not sure well, well i just learned that kitty win is literally in one of my favorite movies of all time which is insane she's in oh. the exorcist which is insane oh, is she? yeah she of course she is <laughs> i just watched it oh which, my god which is of crazy she is which is and I crazy. noticed her when I watched it and I forgot afterwards. <laughs> wow. She's good in it. She's, she's really cute. good. She's really good. Yeah. She's very... She has... 
the great scene where she leads she's the she's like the housekeeper or whatever like she's like a yeah yeah the, she's sort of there yeah yeah they're like i don't want to call her like a babysitter she's like an au pair basically yeah yeah and yeah she has the great scene where she leads carol's up the stairs and like they go into the room and the room is like cold, freezing cold and you see the yeah the perspiration it's awesome oh i love that movie <laughs> great movie x great x movie. x pod x pod the podcast. The Oh Jesus! <laughs> no, this might be the worst ones. That's like just atrociously bad. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll talk about freaking. I'm very excited. Uh, to yes, about me too. Oh, Bill. A lot of oh, this episode Bill. has been me being like, oh, I can't wait. For- <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, this is kind of the downer we have to get through yeah. to get to the good stuff. Because yeah. I guess yeah, that's kind of what we have. To- final thoughts? Anything? Anything more? I don't know. I don't know either. Do I have final thoughts? I was thinking about. I mean, people were saying in these these books that I've very nerdily bought. Um, it's good. That- it's research. Don't. <laughs> that this was supposed to be this was supposed to be his breakout role mm-hmm. and it didn't really hit in the way they wanted it to oh, okay. I mean and they were saying it's because it's this downer yeah, and it's yeah. this you know sure. obviously yeah but I was also I was thinking about 1971 in general and just how great of a year that is I mean I feel that way about a lot of the 70s but a film like this I could see easily getting lost amongst your like last picture shows yeah damn that, you know. yeah 71 is yeah a really good year <laughs> a exactly. really good so, year especially yeah I think even if it wasn't such a bummer it's a little movie like I don't know that it would have I mean who knows it's the 70s I don't know what it was yeah. like but yeah. I can't imagine it hitting no not really properly. especially and it's interesting that you bring up last picture show which feels very mm. uh, like they feel like they exist in the same world those two movies in yeah, terms of like yeah. you know very naturalistic very low-key yeah realism, realism yeah it's like polly platt talking about this within the last picture show and saying that she was putting on screen things that she'd experienced as a teenager that weren't or hadn't been on screen before, yeah you know yeah totally like yeah. being in a car with a boy and this kind of thing that just hadn't like they'd been, they'd been sanitized yeah. up until then yeah, and this as well obviously is, yeah yeah, that same definitely. Kind of, the realism in the 70s that didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Before great. that. Great, yeah, great. Some other good New York movies from 1971 include Clute. Clute. Oh, love Clute. Love Clute, <laughs> the motion picture Clute. You can't, you, can't, you can't say it like Clute. You have to be it's like impossible. Clute. <laughs> That's such a stupid name for me. It's so stupid. I love it. Wonderful. I wish I'd like... I, I did like Clute's, but I, I didn't yeah, like... Yeah, but it wasn't... It's not incredible. I didn't like Clute as much as I like the fact that it is called Clute. It's called <laughs> Clute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, who is Clute? And then Donald <laughs> Sutherland is like, I am Clute. And you're like, great, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank God. This is also... Yeah, this is the year of THX. Yeah, Australia, yeah. Which- is not, not a not, movie that I think anyone else likes as much as I do, but yeah, I mean, interesting Good that job, this is George. that this is the year that George Lucas is is beginning. <laughs> a star is born, and, and, if you will. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> and and you know, and at this time, you know, to not to preview next week too much, but Coppola and and Lucas and yeah, that like American Zoetrope project and all of that kind of thing, it's it's beginning to maybe falter a little bit yeah. at this point, yeah. and they're looking for another job to do, and Coppola is looking for something to do that will pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's interesting, that's, that's isn't how it? Godfather. Yeah, happens, how which is so yeah. crazy, isn't it? Like, I mean, yeah. not to you know spoil any future Godfather <laughs> conversation, but the fact that that movie yeah. came out of him being like, 
I just need to get a hit in, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I need to yeah, do something yeah. that's going to pay the bills, I'm going to adapt this, like, schlocky crime novel, yeah. bananas, yeah. bananas. This is, this is the blockbuster yeah, when right? it's 1972, like, <sighs> oh my God. just insane. What a time, what a time to be alive. Wow. Wow, yeah, wow, a pre, well, yeah, <laughs> of the, no, 1971, Jewel came out in 1971, little, little oh, wow. Stevie Spielberg's first movie, bless his heart, there we go. little Stevie. Yeah, what a time. <laughs> we oh, we do. On this pod, we love Steve. <laughs> we do. Steve Pod Spielberg. Steve Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's better. Yeah, that's better. That's the... <laughs> well, we can't do directors. It has to be actors. No. Yeah. So, Steve. <laughs> Steven Spielberg starring role in something, and then we can... In, um, in the documentary Spielberg. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Right>. Perfect. <laughs> a single episode. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I, I have anything else... The um the girl who has the the baby when you know when yeah. Bobby's overdosing yeah. she's one of the tellers in Dog Day oh, Afternoon as well. No way, that's funny. It's kind of inter- I feel like there's a lot of these. I guess it must just be New York people yeah. who know each other and then yeah. cast each other in each other's films. Oh my god, yeah, that makes perfect sense, stuff like that. doesn't it? You know, they're all just hanging but out. But it's great. Together. It's always good to see a face and you're like, do I know that person? And you do, because you've seen enough. I mean, now I've seen enough films from the 70s yeah. where I see a face and oh. I'm like, oh. So yeah, my face blindness means that I never recognize anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real Scoop McNary situation here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still don't know if that was Me him. neither. And I, I don't plan to do any further research. Just to just to update what this actually was, was we. <laughs> I can't even explain it. There's it was so many layers. Yeah, there was some Stan Twitter account who... Oh, it was... was, Yeah, okay, it was Hunter Harris talking about that the world ended because of Blake Shelton being named Sexiest Man Alive, basically. And someone replied saying, yeah, especially when this guy's around. And it was a gif of someone who, like, may or may not be Scoot McNary. And neither of us know if it is him or not. Because I was just, like, dunking on the reply because I thought it was funny. It was funny, And someone was like... Who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly how I felt when looking at it. I was like, "Who is yeah. this?" And then Maddie was like, "Isn't that Scoot McNary?" And it was like, "Friend of the pod, friend McNary. of the pop, beloved, beloved friend, yeah, a dear, dear man." I, I hold him close, but I, <laughs> I don't know I what do, he looks like. I don't know what he looks like. It oh it may well have been him because I tried to like I tried to search for context clues like I was just going through that person's yeah, Twitter yeah. account and being like what did they like that he could be yeah. in and I thought it was Ozark um because but he's not, but he's in, not in Ozark yeah. and then I was like is it Fargo? he has the energy he does have Ozark yeah. energy big Ozark energy who doesn't have Ozark oh, energy God. anyone who's sort of character no. actor I'm like they must have been in Ozark right like, <laughs> well I thought it was Ozark or Fargo and that's exactly oh. the same thing. Where it's like, was he in Fargo? No, he wasn't in Fargo. Fargo, But the thing about Fargo is that everyone on Earth has been in Fargo. Yeah, everyone has been in Fargo. So it's because you just you go on the Fargo IMDb page and you just scroll and you scroll and you scroll and it's like, oh, this person had a three episode arc on the show. (laughs) Like it. Yeah, I have no plans to ever watch Fargo because I think it's no, bad. No, I think I started it, but yeah, no. I watched an episode and I was like, "This is bad." Yeah. Unfortunately, I now need to. I've decided I'm going to find the answer to this this question. <laughs> and I uh, right now on the right pod. Now, well, I mean, uh, people might want to know. You know, like they might. Is it? 
okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, this is great. This is you're really gonna enjoy me looking at IMDb. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, I can see you looking at it. Well, but... he was he was on season three? Question mark of True Detective. Oh, Could have been that. Maybe it's. He's that. on Narcos. 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 I haven't seen that either. I haven't seen that either. Um. Well, he does a lot of TV. He's on fucking. He's all over the place. But he was not. Oh my god, he was on Fargo. <laughs> No! <laughs> I, like, I like scrolled down oh and I was like, oh yeah, no, he's on two episodes of Fargo. He's been in Fargo, he was in two episodes of Fargo. But no one's gonna fan cam him from two episodes of Fargo. I mean, who knows? But you say, you say like that. Major Scoot McNary style. You say that like that isn't something that either of us would do. This is the thing. The problem with making fun of the teens is that we were like this. So we, I mean, we, we were, were so. we were, and we continue to be like. This. I know. I mean, yeah. I have so many questions, but it could be. Who's to say? You know, like you never know. It wasn't even a whole. Got one of those faces. It wasn't even a whole fan know. cam. It was just a gif. It's just a gif. Yeah, which yeah. is even more specific. You know, you wonder. You just. I guess that's sort of half of a mystery solved. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe one of those things potentially. Yeah. I mean, he was wearing like a denim yeah. He jacket, looked he looked of... Fargo-y in the gif. Yeah, is, yeah. I think that was the kind of the reason I was like, oh, it's either that or that. He looked. Yeah. He looked. Fo- yeah. He looked like he could have been in either of those shows. I guess it also could have been True Detective. I guess it's sort of a True yeah. Detective-y palette. All right. Uh, Guess that's it. Should we end the podcast? Yeah, I think we should. I think it's about time we end the podcast. I don't know how. How we need to think of an outro as well. <laughs> no, we don't. It's a, it's the end of the episode. Okay. It's the end. This is the end. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. I don't know. Follow us. Up, follow us on Twitter at Al Pacino. Yeah. The only social media yeah. we've deemed to create, Maybe. and currently all we've done on it is retweet your Al Pacino meme. <laughs>